You are listening to LGR Reviews on the Let's Get Ready Network. On this network, we talk about the movie trivia showdown, the first class league, sports, Star Wars, movies, TV, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash LGR Network. And please leave a rating and a review of this episode. Enjoy the show. All right, guys, man, we're back uh, here ready to do another episode review over the show that we accidentally found, man. I'm loving the fact that this is a show we accidentally found because we really liked it. Obviously, we're doing reviews for it, and that's 30 coins. Uh, <clears throat> so, guys, like, we watched it. Uh, the episode's name's Memories, and I kind of I really dug this episode. It didn't have as many crazy things as some of the stuff, and it's kind of did that, right? The first couple episodes kind of crazy. The next two's really gave us, like, some more of Exposition. the story yeah, exactly uh, about what's going on and this one's called memories because the main character or one of the main characters in this show is obviously the priest and, it, and it's based a lot on him and what's happening with him uh he goes to take a trip from the small town to go and uh go to rome um and he's going there to actually we don't know why he's going there ultimately but he's going there uh to meet the pope and there's some things that happen before he gets there. Um, one of the things we see pretty on an episode is the Pope going around doing his normal smiling and waving in his uh, bulletproof car. <laughs> and he gets out and he's uh, going into a, a building. And as he's going into there, there's this one guy, this one man. And he becomes like a little bit more of an important part. And it's this gentleman right here, the way he looks and stuff like that, like we do. We end up finding out a little later in the episode why this is important, but this dude kind of looks at him and the Pope gets a little bit of a worried look on his face and stuff like that. Y'all have anything up to that point? Yeah, man. Cause like, like this is the Pope man. And he was scared, scared shitless when he saw this man. Like he was like, Oh goodness gracious. It's like, it's like he saw like he, it's like he saw the devil. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. So, Good analogy, Ferris. Yeah, good analogy, man. Like literally, like he literally looked like he just saw the devil. So he, because, because he was like, he's just shaking. You know, you know how the Pope is shaking hands, kissing babies. I'm the Pope. I'm the, I'm the, I'm, I'm like the image of the Catholic Church. You know, we gotta have, we gotta have a good image out there. Let's help people so people don't, don't hate us. So you know, then he's shaking everybody's, and then he reaches this old dude, and it's like he saw the Holy Ghost. It's like, oh yeah. God. And I like the, the, the Pope was uh, a little bit similar to the actual Pope that we have right now, mm -hmm. Francis, the Argentinian Pope, like we like to call him here in Brazil. Like there are some similarities between them. So it, it, even though the village looks like a little bit older, like because it's like an old city, an old town, mm -hmm. it's still, it's, everything is still happening in, in today's like, life, mm -hmm. you know. So no, I think I think Danny, social media is, is a Danny, I think 
I think they're at the, I think they're in the Vatican. I think they're in Vatican City. Yeah, they are. Like they're in. Yeah, they're not in like. No, but I was saying city. the village, the village, the normal village that we saw during the episodes uh, in Spain. Oh, the one in Spain. Oh, right. okay. it, it has an old aesthetic feel. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah the only thing new to it is. The only thing new to it is those ambulances. We know they don't have enough of because they keep putting dead bodies and people that are still alive. <laughs> they're, they're, they're two ambulances. They're two ambulances. And one of them got destroyed. Oh, yeah. one of them got Caleb, destroyed. Caleb yeah. you got any thoughts on like yeah, this first? I, I, I like that. Yeah, I liked how this um, this, this first scene foreshadowed what happens uh, later on in the episode at the you know at the uh, at the ending, uh, and it showed how much you know influence this demon is going to have on like basically entire Catholic religion, it would seem, since he has this power over the Pope. So, oh, yeah. And yeah. <clears throat> we lead from that area of the story, and we kind of go into, like, uh, back in history. That's why this episode's called Memories, because we do see our uh, main character here, the preacher or the priest, whatever you want to call him. We see him, like, you know, younger, when he was actually at the Vatican and learning how to be a priest and everything. And at the scene that we see is it looks like they have this like possessed yeah, person. Gotta, someone's hey, sick hey. someone possessed or something in a chair and she's making all kinds of weird noises and she's like leaning back they're at seminary school yeah exactly and yeah, they're at seminary school yeah and you know what where would you go to seminary school you would go to vatican city the mm -hmm. city where the birth like the birthplace of not not like not like christ but like basically where the the faith decided to start their business you're right you know what especially I mean? in the catholic church yes especially. Exactly. especially in the especially the catholic church it's like like jesus was born in syria but they moved their business to vatican city it's like it's like google like google was born in ireland but now they operate out of california and in this scene we see our priest he's like kind of being combative with the the, the teacher there he questions yeah. him a lot yeah, exactly he's like blessing him a lot and Valid he's questions like, oh, but for good reasons because he he said he said right away he's like i'm not there to just get good grades or whatnot and just to pass or something he's like actually trying to learn how to actually you know defeat evil fight the demons what happens all in the past, like we're still fighting evil the same way we've been starting from the beginning. Why don't we try to question these demons and see what we can learn from? Like, let's exactly. try something different. Exactly. Let's bro. actually win. Like, let's, let's win this battle. He tried, he tried to do a game plan. He tried to yeah. get the demons' tendencies. You know how like these these like sports with their tendencies and their uh, what's their favorite plays and like do they love do they love eye like the eye formation or the spread formation? And he literally says. Why don't we learn more about them so we could defeat them? Exactly. Like he, he's 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 definitely on that line of like, let's learn from our enemies so that we can learn more and more. He's basically saying, like, why do we always try to exercise these demons so fast? Why don't we let them be here for a little while and get some questions from them? But uh Danny, man, you got any topics like going around where they were doing this in the seminary school? Man, I like the the entire episode was divided between the flashbacks between him now in Rome, in mm -hmm. the Vatican, and the stuff that we see on the village. But I think that that third plot was not like the most exciting, except towards the end. And I, what I liked the most, it was like they this episode really built the relationship between Vegara, our priest, our main protagonist, mm -hmm. and what we think is the main villain of the series, which is Fabio Santoro, because mm -hmm. we really see them as friends, because they are trio of friends. There is our priest, uh, Vegara, and there's the other guy, his name was Silva. 
and they were like in a in a restaurant in a bar like eating and drinking and like having a normal discussion like we are doing right now and then you see that fabio the the other guy he's a very he's a person that doubts a lot of things in the christianity mythology and you see a little bit why he's on the place that nowadays he's not. and you see that he and Vergara could have been on the same path because a lot of times yeah. they, 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 they talk the same things. Yeah. But and something happens to make them go different paths. Right. And right here is like, this is the people that you're talking about. So you have our main character there in the middle. This is obviously him younger, no beard and everything else. And then you have the priest on the left there. And then this priest with his back turned right there. Is the one that, yeah. That's the one that we know is sort of seems like the leader of these like Judas priests is like what we've been calling them as a the joke. Cardinals. The okay. Cardinals. Yeah. So yeah. And, and, and what, he, what Danny's saying is correct. So this one guy, he's like questioning, like we just talked about, they have the drinks and stuff. Well, the next day they, these three. Doesn't get he stab together. himself? Yeah. He stabs himself. He, he's trying more. to prove like, if you ain't ready to, to, you know, do anything, then how are you ready to face the devil? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So like basically they're doing that almost it's not really Russian roulette. I don't know the particular name for it, but it's where you put your hand on the table and somebody has something sharp and they go between your fingers as fast as they can. And you it's the knife game. Yeah. Knife game. Like keep your hand there like it's trusted this person and people are snatching their hands back. And this guy just stabs himself. He don't even try to like do it or anything. He just stabs himself with a fork. But the next day uh we find out that they they take him because obviously he was questioning. So they kind of feel like maybe maybe we could trust this guy because he's also kind of questioning some of these things. They take him to this like basically what you would call like a, um, a storage facility. Yeah, a storage facility. Walk in there and they got this guy like chained to the bed. Uh, they've actually been feeding him. So they haven't really been torturing him or anything, but they got him chained to the bed. And then they start having a conversation <laughs> with this dude. And. Oh my God! This is one of my favorite moments in the show. You know, beyond all the craziness that's yeah, happened so far. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Fabio brings both of them mm -hmm. to to the store. So he Fabio is already like like researching and doing this, like without them, like outside of seminary school, like congruent with it. So he's like, I found he he was probably saying, "Man, I found two people I could recruit." Mm -hmm. Exactly. It didn't, you know, we find out later it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not successful, but so, so, so I think it's, I think it was some type of ritual because when we, the, the demon or like probably the devil, wherever the guy is, he, he doesn't like, like there's this door to the side that enters out to like a, like a cosmic world or probably a, like a religious world, but that door wasn't like that until Fabio brought two brought the two to meet the devil. So now, the devil so the devil wanted to see how Fabio could recruit or could find whatever. I think the devil was testing Fabio. That's interesting. That now before you get too far in describing that, I'm gonna pull up this picture right here as well. So this is like one of the things that happens at the beginning. Home dude box is a, one of the younger guys if you see the guy over here on the left, he's obviously one of the preachers that we're talking about that was involved in this moment. If you really look at the picture good, you can see where he's like been scarred up a little bit and stuff like that. The reason why I pull that up really quick is because like they're actually in prison. 
yeah, the, like the last uh, couple of episodes, been kind of pulling up because it's really hard to describe like some of the things that happens in this show to you with just words. So some of the stuff we want to show you. So right now I got queued up a big moment of why yeah. this dude scarred yeah. like right here. The demon person smoking sick. He's daring him. Yeah, he's daring him. Fire coming out of my mouth. A classic. classic. <laughs> do you really want me to do it? The guy, he's he's in the Bro, just buzzes out in flames, son. He just burns him. So obviously, I can't have this playing too long. So, but obviously, uh, this is one of those moments where we were like, just like some of the other episodes, like, holy crap, holy shit. You know what I'm saying? Let's just be candid here. Like he just burns him, and that's why the guy scarred up is because obviously. He got most of his body burned up in this fire after he kind of like steps up and like almost like tempts the the demon here. Like, bro, like if you, if you are who you say you are, won't you burn me? Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He poked the bear and the bear bit him. Now this is interesting because this is a tactic that is used in both both scenarios, right? Uh, whether it be for the good or for the bad, because you also hear a lot of people saying, you know what? If God loves me, if God wants me to follow Him, why don't He? knock over this glass right here. He could just knock over a glass and I'll believe him from here on out. You know, that's the same kind of challenge that God himself gives, right? Like in a lot of cases where in this way, it's a demon and the, and the opposite, God doesn't knock over the glass or maybe God maybe comes up with a creative way to do it that you don't even think it's God. It was done by something else. But in this case, the demon's like, nah, man, I'll be straightforward with it. And he blows fire. Burn right your ass up. Yeah, burn his ass up, bro. Yeah, so I, I feel like, I feel like, so the devil was like saying, he's like, like, like he's like, like, I think, I think Fabio thinks he's in charge. Cause like, yeah, I put him in chains. He ain't going to do shit. But I think the devil, I'm calling him the devil. Well, he's a demon because he sent him to, to see the devil through the door. Yeah, he's he's not Satan himself. Yeah, he's not, he's not the devil himself. So, so the demon, so I think, the, I think, the, I think Fabio thinks the demon is making Fabio think he's in charge. It's like, you think you're in charge, but like, homie, I'm testing you. So you brought me to, to basically two disciples from your seminary school. One, did, one didn't believe, so I burned his ass up. The other one believes that I'm a demon, mm. believes that there is a cosmic world behind that door, but doesn't want to interact with it because it's related to the devil. He doesn't want to be with us. He wants to destroy us. That's why Vergara didn't go through the door. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think, I, think, I think this scene was one of the most important you got so far because not only we had like the crazy fire, breathing, dragon guy, demon, but like there was a very philosophical debate in this entire scene that sets up like the philosophies behind this series. Mm -hmm. Like in this series, like God, the devil, all the Christianity mythology is like real. It's not like, oh, maybe the 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 female, like the, the veterinarian, the vet was like hallucinating. No, everything that we're seeing in the series is real. Then then that's the problem. Okay, if there is demons, if there is hell and there is everything, why God doesn't do anything about it? That has been one of the most classic 
questionings on, on religious yes. stuff since the wise guy yeah wise why God there is evil and yes. things like that in the previous episode we learned that evil was like necessary to to make humans free like the evil the necessary the necessity the necessity of evil is one of the things that makes us free because we with the existence of evil, we can choose between good and bad. However, mm. the demon gives us in this episode another interpretation. He he basically says to the to the priests, and Fabio believes him more than anybody else, that God is Satan, because God created evil, but he didn't give the credits that the demons or the or the or Satan or like or the evil people. Deserve. Mm -hmm. They think they deserve because they are playing a role in the in God's plan, but they think that their role are being very like not appreciated by the world or by God. That's why there is this division between angels and demons. And I think one of the things that for me it was like the most appreciative of this series that he was kind of convincing. Okay, he's a demon that breathes fire and burns people, but he got a point. Like, yeah, God created evil. They are they were made to do that, and people hate on them. Right, and well, then you gotta look at it like the guy he sets on fire. That guy obviously doesn't die. We see him later on. I mean, you gotta think that if he has the power to do something like well, that, he could. Well, well, Justin, Justin, here's the thing: he doesn't die because his homies take the fire out. What if his homies aren't there and he gets burned? He's dead. True, because the demon, the demon just burned him. He, the demon is yeah. either the demon basically either you save your friend or your friend's gonna die, because your friend's about much, to get burned but, alive. Yeah. But what I do want to say though is, if he's got that kind of power, he could have easily just did something that was like instant death. He didn't do it, right? He, he kind of like he knew his friends were gonna be there to put him. Yes, like, Justin, right? To show him that that correlates to Danny's choice. They mm -hmm. had a choice. They were free. Yeah. Either they allow their friend to die or they save their friend. Yep. Same thing I with agree. Danny said. Danny, like just like the other episode said, evil was created due to the necessity of us wanting free will. Exactly. Because if we don't have if if there is no evil and it's just good, we have no choice in the matter. We're 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 controlled beings. We're gonna we're gonna end up being controlled beings by destiny created by God, but we didn't want that. We wanted free will. We told the higher powers we want free will. So God was like, "Okay, you guys want free will? I'll give you free will. Here are your demons. Here are your evil people. Here are your good people. Here are your angels. You now, choose." And then I in the process of that, he creates the devil. Right. And now, and I got hold, 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 hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. The greatest trick the devil has played upon humanity is him telling them they're not real. He's not real. I'm not real. I'm not real. So mm -hmm. everyone kept blaming God. But if people finally realize that the devil is real, like God is an overseer. Don't mm -hmm. give him credit for anything good or anything bad because he created everything. Yeah. That's what I said. They said God is everything. See, here's the thing with the devil. Here's the thing with the devil. The devil is not on the same level as God. The devil is a disgraced angel, mm -hmm. Lucifer. So really, he's 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 the devil and the angel Gabriel are on the same level. 
because because the because the devil is just he basically just said I'm a disgraced angel. He doesn't have the same powers as God. He doesn't work in the same level as God. The, the, God is the CEO, and Lucifer is at like the board meeting level. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, and well, two of the points I wanted to make, and then we can go to Caleb. All right, so uh, one is going back to what Danny said, and that is like kind of that trick, and that's the ultimate trick that anybody could have in any sort of relationship, right? Is where you know you ultimately have the power and control, but you kind of fool the other one into thinking they have the power and control. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you can pull that trick off, you have the ultimate power. If you if you can make that other person think they're in charge when truly you're in charge. And and something in the scene that brings me to that is like once the fire thing happens and once the one guy asks us, where is your boss? I would like to talk to him. And the guy says he's on the other side of that door <clears throat> and he kind of gives him a warning about going in there and he still walks in when the you know, we had our main character obviously doesn't go within the door. He stays behind. And when he turns around, the dude's gone. Like he literally could have left at any moment. He let them keep mm -hmm. it. Like, so exactly. he really had the control over everything and all and all that. Yeah. And I'm going to say this. I do think that a lot of people in the philosophy of the good and evil side, like what Ferris was talking about, I actually think it's the opposite. I actually think that God created, you know, the world and everything else. You know, you have the story of Garden of Eden. Now, I don't think the, the, the Garden of Eden was two people and it was a story about two people. But I actually feel like the earth had people all around, because if you if you notice, like later on into the stories, Cain and Abel's story happens and he has to put a mark on him. Some other people can't kill him. So obviously there was other people on the earth. But the 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 story about the first uh, man and woman is a story that we can just understand easier. Right. Because it's just focused on those two and what went on. But the thing I want to say, though, is I think it started that way. But I think God's actually the one. 100% that truly wanted the evil to come around and not the humans because of free will, because he puts the tree on there. He never, he, he never could have put that tree on there that holds the apple, right? The apple of wisdom, the one that we all know that Eve goes and takes a bite of, and then, you know, cons Adam and uh, taking a bite as well. And so now both, they realize that they're naked and that sin is there and all this stuff, right? God put that there as a temptation. <clears throat> and the reason why I feel it is when you have a relationship, like, the relationship means way more like with all this stuff going on in the world and you choose to stand for God, that's a special relationship because you chose it. There's a bunch of different options for you, but yet you choose it. If there was only one option, it's not as special. Right. And that's what makes the relationship between that thing. So special is because, and God wanted that he wanted you to come to him and he wanted it to be a special thing. So I think God's actually the one ultimately that wanted evil in the world. See, Justin, when you said that, that, that something popped into my mind, then that means he didn't create free will. It was created outside of him then. He used, mm, the, he used, no, 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 no but then he, he, think about it, guys, think about it. Either he created free will and used the tree as a, oh, well, he, he created okay, us. He, okay. So there's yeah, the free will. First of all, I just want to point out that God's so mad at me well. because I said that demon could be right. But he did something on my chair. I almost felt as Ferris was saying something. The second no, no, thing. Okay. So he creates but the second us. Thing, Ferris, you have to remember, what, what are the three things that defines God? Like any, God in any kind of religion, or the major ones, is defined by knowing all. He knows 
everything from everything. the past, present, and the future. All powerful, he can do basically everything. There is no limits to what he can do in present, past, or future. And he's good. Like the first two, and the, the problem of religion, like the problem of God that has been like in philosophy of religion since the beginning of Jew, 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 the, the Jew religion, is that Judaism. Judaism. I don't know how to say it in English. Is that these two attributes cannot live with the third one. That always has been the biggest problem. Like you can have religions that God's all that, but it's not all good. But you, there are some religions that God's good, but he's not that powerful or that all-knowing. Look, sometimes I say an analogy and it's stupid, but I'm going to try. <laughs> I think this one's good. Okay. When you look at the angels, they were created by God. Basically, you can look at them as being, and, and we were created by God as well, but it's a little bit different here. He created the angels that live there with him in heaven. They see him every day. It's like a father-son relationship, right? Like me and my kid. Like no matter what he does, I'm going to love my son no matter what. And I hope it's, it's reciprocated. And no matter what I do, he's still going to love me as his father, right? Like no matter what, like no matter what kind of trials or tribulations, there's going to be that automatic love there. But like in real life, for whatever reason, as humans, we also cherish that love where someone chooses us that's not part of our family that's somewhere outside that chooses to want to be with us right like in romantic relationship uh we become husband or wife or you know just whatever right like there's something special about that because it's something that we kind of really earned more than we possibly did the family thing because the family love sometimes comes automatic but with that other relationship you get this very special thing of two humans that didn't even know they existed and they meet some point in life and then they have that special relationship that's what I think humans are to God, right? So like we were put on this earth, uh, the whole thing with the tree and stuff like we're talking about happened and everything else. So now we can choose, right? We don't, we, we're not forced like the angels technically are to a certain point to already have that preordained love for God. We have to like choose to want that. And that makes, and that's a relationship that like is very powerful, right? Like it's very powerful to have those relationships. That's why I, People, there's a lot of people on this earth that can't stand being alone, right? You ever met those people that as soon as they break up with a boyfriend or girlfriend, they have another one like within a week because they just can't stand the loneliness of being alone, like that kind of thing. And there's a reason why that attraction is so powerful. And I think it comes from God himself, right? Like, so like if we're saying God's real, like I know everybody. See, guys, this, guys, but, see, the mm -hmm. show has made us. Talk about this stuff, bro. This is how crazy the show is. Yeah, this is how crazy the show is. Man, because it gives you a different way to look at things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because like forefront, this is crazy. And, and it's, you, you want to know when the show blew my mind? You want to know when the show blew my mind? Is when they started talking about Judas and how he was the best yeah. saint. But, yes. but that, but the show didn't create it, that. You can, you can read the the testament of Judas. I yeah. Read. Yeah, yeah and I'm gonna tell you, it's not that long, by the way. It's not that long. I'm going to tell you people that no, that we're talking about the religious aspects because that's what this show is about. Uh, if you know me and stuff like that, I'm not a Bible thumper. I'm not going to be doing. Yeah. This is what's crazy. We all came together to watch this show. Yeah, and if you know me, I'm a Muslim. This is yeah, but look, 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 we're, this is what's crazy. Look, Ferris, but that's what I was about to bring up. This is what's crazy at this moment that we happened uh, to be a group of friends that came together and started watching this show. Because I'm from like uh, the deep South Alabama, where it's going to be You're from the Bible Belt. Process. It's going to be yeah, it's going to be like 
uh, the Baptists and the Protestants, all these different religions that are basically kind of wrapped up in the same group. Uh, then you have Danny, who's in Brazil, that has a whole totally different style of religion. And we're talking about this. Religions. And, yeah, religions. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm from the city of sin. Yeah, so. exactly. And <laughs> but, also, but, Caleb, but Caleb, but like, you're also Mexican, so and most Mexicans are Catholic. Yeah, well, I was. I was important. I was great. Right, I'm saying, like, it, it, most Latinos are. I mean, it is like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a fact. Yeah, most Latinos, Latinos do have dabble in Catholicism a little bit, but Ferris, <laughs> yeah, but Ferris is like totally crazy. You know, not crazy, but I mean, totally yeah, yeah, out yeah, yeah. here on another stand. When it comes to religion, time, 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 time. I'm not. I'm no, not totally. I'm not I, totally I am out more there. Justin, there's like I'm saying the point being is, is like where my religious Ferris. background is. I'm over here, and then you got Danny over here, and then you got Ferris way over here, and then like oh, Caleb. Oh, my is way more closer to you, Justin. Justin. Yeah, actually, yeah. To be honest yes. with you, he is. The three, yes, the three religions like the of Yahweh is Judaism, Christianity, and Muslim. Islam. Islam. Sorry, I'm still learning English. Okay. I am just to be honest, my religion, like the views of God of my religion, are way more similar to what the demon was saying than mm -hmm. what the Bible said. No, not that my religion like praises Satan or everything, but like. My well, view of God is that God is irrelevant. Like he is, you don't, you don't, you don't have to worry about God. In my religion, like he, he's not going to affect your life. Like he, he my religion says that God is an energy that exists and created the world and doesn't have any moral compass. That in my, my religion, there is no evil problem. There is no concept between good and evil. There's like the concept of nature. And mm -hmm. God didn't create like good and evil. Free will is like considered like exists, but evil is the bad things that we do with free will, not something that we react to free will in my religion, for example. Mm -hmm. But this brings all different aspects up, and that's what's crazy. Like we can yeah. sit here and have this discussion about where we're from. We're not even, almost, we're, we're not even done with the show yet. We're still like halfway through the show. Like there's other <laughs> yeah. stuff that happens in the show. What? Yeah, and that's what's crazy about it. And that's one of the things I love because we can have this interesting conversation with a guy who literally, he lives in Brazil right now. I live in one part of America. Caleb lives in another one, but and, and Ferris is closer to Caleb as far as like, he lives in America and California and Caleb lives in uh, not Texas, but- uh, Vegas. Nevada. Yeah, Vegas, Vegas. Nevada. Uh, he is from the city of San. He wasn't joking earlier, but but Ferris actually has a background from a totally different, you know, uh, place like over in the Middle East. Right. Like because I didn't even know this until recently. He was actually born there. So like he has like real roots from there. He wasn't like his parents didn't come here and he was born here. He was born there. So that's what's crazy that we can have these discussions about all these different things, even though we yeah, have shout out, shout out to Ib. That's right. The, the, village, the, 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 the village Durum. I don't know what he just said, but shout out to him, baby. <laughs> I, maybe we have one person that watches us from there. <laughs> who knows? Yeah, who knows? But uh, no, nah, man, it's just crazy, and I love it. Now, we we, we got on a big uh, tangent and stuff there with this whole scene, because that's how powerful this scene is. It's not a very long scene in, in the episode uh, as a whole. But it explains the demon side of things, uh, looking at, trying to convince the, the, the priest to, to go their side. And look at that. Their, their way. 
Because that's so, that he was talking about. He was talking about uh, uh, the whole uh, war between angels of the, these different viewpoints of of that we should get recognition for being evil and um, showing everybody that you know if God is everything, then evil is part of Him. No, what, no, so yeah, because, yeah. because because these demons are what angels are to God. So the demons are basically yeah. like they're just the reverse of the angel, you know. And and, and yeah. the demon was yeah. And you're right. The demons like. We're not getting our credit because God and the devil played this trick on y'all, saying that the devil doesn't exist, but we exist, and we want. It's it's like it's like someone it's like someone asking for credit of what they've created. Not only you know that, I mean? what he's basically asking for, and this is a very powerful question: What if God, God, you know, God, that guy is evil? Yeah. What if yes. God is evil? Yeah, it's is the same story. But he is an <clears throat> You're right, Danny. It's the same story that people's yeah. always said about, say, like Superman, and we got that movie Brightburn. Like, what, what, what would have happened if, like, Superman was this person or whatever that was like, yeah, that was actually like took his powers and used it for a totally different thing? And it's like, bro, that easily could be said and done, and and it easily could be the case. We will never truly understand any of this, right? Like, this is. We will never truly understand it. Not while we're here on earth or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's crazy. But I do want to hit. There's two more things on the episode that, that does have importance. Uh, one of them being uh, we see this witch in the town that the preacher, the priest comes from. Uh, and she's out there. She does a little thing with a scarecrow. And this being another human, like for you can't tell it at first because of what it looks like. But. It, uh, this being forms and it turns out that it is the other char main character of the story. Elena. The, the, Elena. It's her Snow husband. Know her name. We've watched the show. I never. Yeah. Man, I, I'm crappy with names. He, he hates crappy. Latinos names. That's a problem. But I'm just saying, telling you though, it's her husband, but it's not her husband, right? Obviously it's not her husband. Like this witch does something with that scarecrow brings him back as her husband and no, so that's pretty crazy. Doesn't doesn't here, here's why I disagree. I think it is her husband. You remember when she said her husband left her and never came back? Maybe I he's dead. Her, no, no, no. I think her husband was abducted by a demon, a, and was strung up near the scarecrows as a preserver because because you don't forget it. There was a wallet on on the scarecrow's chest, and it was a picture of him and her. So but, I'm but thinking. The, the, the old Put the picture. No, no, the picture was already there. Right there. You know, yeah. So she puts the picture back into the, the like this compartment. So I'm thinking she took the picture out of the compartment to keep the husband in place of the scarecrow. Like, like there's like a hex on him. It's like he was abducted because they're using his life force. Because there's also another another scarecrow at the field. Did you, did you remember that scene? Yeah, I mean, yeah, was, yeah, no, no. I mean, that's interesting. So, yeah, like, I would assume I think, he's like, she brings him back to life, almost like as a zombie. No, I think, of. I yeah, I think she abducted him, and she and that witch abducted him and other people, and put them in her field, and absorbed them of their life force. Absorbed them of their life force, and then when it's, and when it's time to throw the balance, because because I feel like the witch. Is a part of one of the teams, the team good, team bad, and team, and the third team who just wants power of the coins. 
Well, and I'm not going to lie to you, man. Like, I thought the witch wasn't that cool. But now, like, you, you're you talking about this kind of stuff. I'm actually like, this witch is kind of badass. Uh-huh. Like, I hope this witch has a bigger part of the story, which I think she will probably in the next episode. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I think she's pretty she's pretty cool. And besides that, we got in the very end of the episode another revelation. That, yeah, and that was the last thing that we discussed before we get there. Caleb, did you have anything to expound upon with this witch and like bringing uh, Atlanta's husband back to life? Um, or- no, just, well, just that, uh, um, that when she hears it, because Atlanta uh, was about to leave because right, of the way the townspeople were treating her after they, you know, burned her veterinary office. Uh, she was she's going out of town with the rich dude. And that, and then she hears her husband's back. She's like, "Oh, oh shit! I got, I go back. I, yeah, I, I gotta go at least check this out." Now, yeah. Here's, here's the favorite thing is, is when she's on the line with uh, I think I think it's called, I don't know what's his name. His name is like R O Q U E. I don't know how to say like Roku, Roku. I don't. The homie, the rich homie R. So I'm gonna call him the rich homie R. Him and Elena, they're having fun in line, and then he sees Paco. Coming in in the in the airport, and he's like, "Man, what the hell is he doing here? Man, this yeah. man won't leave us alone." Uh, and then yeah, he's trying to get out of there with his woman because Elena is yeah. a very, very pretty girl. So I, I exactly. get it. And Elena gets mad, like Paco, mm-hmm. what the hell do you want? It's like, yo, your husband's back home. And she was like, "How?" Because dude, because he starts taking a shower. No, because he starts walking through the town mm-hmm. all. Cr- Crummy and crusty and dusty. Yeah, like, and like, who is this guy? Because he's so dirty. And then, yeah, he, yeah. He, when he's taking a shower, then he's like, oh, okay, it's it's her husband. He's, a, he's it's her husband, yeah. Ugh. And so then we get to the final scene that Danny was kind of hinting at, where the final uh, just in- ending, basically, of this part of the story was our main uh, guy, Vargas, the the, the priest. He Legata. actually. Yeah, Vergara. I ain't never gonna get these names right, but he gets he, he gets to uh, talk to the Pope, which is a really cool scene because like I hope it's really accurate on how like things happen around the Pope in real life. Like he has the guards there that look kind of cool and stuff like that, and he goes he's uh, made to sit in this one chair that's in the middle of the room. The Pope comes out and sits down in his thing. They start to talk a little bit, and, and the Pope seems like oh cool, like I get what you're. I know why you're here. Uh, I've you know. I've only set people there like that I really super trust. And he's like, somebody that I'm going to send to help you out in this ordeal is one of the people that I trust more than anyone. And the door next to him opens up. And at that moment, the devil, the demon himself walks through. No, no that's just Fabio. Oh, no, no, no. Got I'm, I screwed it up. It's actually oh, the door. It's the yes. dude. It's the yes. door. Like, so we have obviously seen the Cardinal, right? And everything else. And then he walks through that door. And like, so they were kind of, I guess you could say friendly. He walks through that door and he's not like, well, what's ever happened to this guy? I don't even know if he picked up on that the lead Cardinal guy was even the guy who walked through the door. So walking through this door by the Pope is the guy that disappeared on him like years later, because when he opens the door after the guy walks through, it's just a normal storage facility on the other side. Mm-hmm. But like, so home dude was disappeared. So the disappeared man comes right through the door. Basically the devil anyway. Or pretty much. In, yeah. I, like I said, I don't agree exactly with Ferris about like having a third party, because I think this episode for me, 
pretty pretty much said that the the Judas priests, the cardinals, are like in allegiance with the demons, the devil, hell itself. And what we think, and like we don't know, maybe next episode or the next few are going to explain this. Basically, there is this section of the church there that Fabio has control of. There are some cardinals and priests that believe in Judas and are doing the hell's work. We don't know what their main goal is. Maybe it's to destroy everything, like with the power of the 30 coins. But we don't know if the Pope knows this. We don't know if the Pope has some kind of allegiance with Fabio, if he's being manipulated by Fabio. We don't know. Fabio. Here is Fabio, the main villain. That is Fabio, mm-hmm. not the Sorry. demon. So no. we don't know if he... How much influence the, this hell demon sex of the church has controlled the the rest? Yeah, because 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 yes. to tie it back, to tie it back, when when the Pope is shaking everybody's hands and he sees the demon, he's like, oh, he knows who he is. Yeah, he knows who he is. So I think I think mm-hmm. this Pope is corrupt. Yeah, something's going on. Uh, he or, doesn't know, or even if he's know, like he's being controlled, yeah, or he's being like controlled by the demon, because it, it seems like he really wants like to be um, fight for the good, because he he's like explained to the to the main priest, like like uh, we're, we're working together. This is all in secret. You can't tell nobody. Yet he doesn't know who Fabio is. He doesn't know that they know each other. So he yeah, doesn't. Maybe he does like know. He, it, it doesn't know. It, it I think I'm like leaning towards what you're saying, Caleb, right now, yeah. because like well, he, he knows does, this guy, obviously, right? Like he knows this guy. Mm-hmm. And I think he knows that guy's evil, but that's the trick, right? This guy, he doesn't know the background, you know, probably at any point. He, do- and- he doesn't know that Fabio's met the devil. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, that could be the thing, right? Like, so the Pope actually doesn't know, or does like doesn't know that he is possibly in in, in alignment with the with the actual devil or demon, right? Like, so that's actually a pretty good point. Like, maybe the Pope is trying to do good, but, like, he doesn't know he's doing bad. Because, yeah, guys, exactly. as you guys remember in the show that there was another flashback scene of of of, of Vergata uh, rolling his homie that was burned in a wheelchair. And, you know, they go to Jerusalem, remember? Yes. So they go to Jerusalem. And then when they're at, like, a balcony looking over the city, you know, the holy city of Jerusalem, he sees Fabio at the far side and starts following Fabio through the market. And Fabio gets into a car with the priest from the very first scene of the very first episode. The one who pulls the necklace. So who maybe that priest. So maybe Fabio didn't like began like this section of the church, like this Judah priest. Maybe there's or they were right there, like for a very yes, long time. and they recruited Fabio, yeah. and Fabio recruited Vergara and Silva. Silva but, didn't uh, want to accept it, and yeah. Vergara accepts it, but doesn't want to be a part of it because he wants to destroy them. Yeah, right. And, and, he, and he, I was like, he, this, he, like he he's not going to believe what the devil's uh, the demon's saying. Like, he, no, he's like, no, I, I'm not with that. Like, <laughs> no, I agree. Oh. I, I, I am leaning towards that. You know, no, no, no so Kev, like, I think no, no, I think he is with that. He knows it. No, like no, no, not that he no. doesn't believe him, but he's not gonna buy into the fact, like, oh, you guys are the good ones. Okay, good. All right, good. Yeah. That, right. What and what I'm saying though is, though the Pope is kind of left like, out of you know, he doesn't know really what's going on because like he's in charge technically, but it seems like maybe there's just this corrupt sect, you know, these like Judas priest guys that are kind of coming out underneath the Pope to kind of like 
like see, you know getting control of him but he doesn't realize it yet he doesn't see them right because you never see the pope with them at the same time so far i think this is going to show you that the pope is just the figurehead in the catholic church he never really makes decisions like he's a, a puppet leader Yes. Well, kind of yeah. like the kind of like in England right now. Like if you're a yes. king or queen, like you yeah. don't really yes. have power. You're just kind of there exactly. as a figurehead. So exactly. it's kind of the same thing. So yeah. So there's there's a board of cardinals. The, like remember that the, the table with the with the thirteen cardinals, they yeah. run the they run the churches, and the pope is just a figurehead, just like how Queen Elizabeth is a figurehead for England, and. Yeah. The parliament and the prime minister run the government. Right. And he does. I don't think the Pope realizes that dumb people are corrupt. Mm -hmm. Like it slowly started building throughout like his church. And I just don't think the Pope actually knows what's going on. And we'll find out obviously in these next episodes, we're about to go watch episode five. But uh, before that, uh, before we go around the horn right here, uh, do all the, yeah, all this stuff right here we got going on. Uh, we do. I'm going to let uh, actually Ferris do that part. But oh, yes, I am yes. going to promote this one thing before that. I'm going to go ahead and promote this one thing for you guys. Uh, we do the LGR reviews like what we're doing right now, but we also do a thing uh, with trailer LGR reviews, trailer reactions. I do most of those uh, right now. And the next one of the next ones I got coming out is uh, this one. We got a Bruce Willis sighting and it's called Cosmic Sin. And it looks pretty interesting, but I will tell you the, the trailer didn't give a lot away, which sometimes is good. But yeah, I got that reaction going out. I got another one coming out as well besides that one for Psycho Gorman. But if y'all can go check those videos out and tell me what you think. Uh, tell me if I need to change something or do this or that. Let me know. All right, go ahead first. Hey guys, make sure to like this video, comment on this video. It helps with the algorithm. Comment so we can have a conversation. What are your theories on the show? What do you think? Did you guys like our discussion? Just, you know, make sure to comment helps with the algorithm. Like this video, you know, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it on these videos. I don't know if these are going to be on the audio feed. Maybe, maybe not. We don't know. I think so. Yeah, probably. So you'll find this on the audio feed, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Stitcher, uh, Radio Radio Public. You name it. We are there. Just look up Let's Get Ready Network on the audio on the audio system you have. We will be there. Yeah, and one of the greatest things that's happened for this show is I know like one of our homies, uh, PC, kind of picked up the show after she saw we were doing reviews. And she's like really pumped about it. I think she's almost finished the season. She's like a, ahead of us as far as watching mm -hmm. the episodes because we're kind of watching them and then reviewing them and then watching them and reviewing them. So it's taking us a little bit longer. But yeah, man, it's kind of awesome to see just one person. Not it don't have to be 10, 20, 30, just one person see something like this and find something that they kind of love is pretty awesome. Uh Caleb or Danny, y'all got anything before we head out? Go ahead, Caleb. No, I got none. Follow me he at NFL twenty two. You know, yeah, follow him on NFL Caleb twenty two. Yeah, you can always find me at Danny Carvalho. I'm always doing stuff here on Let's Get Ready. I think last next week, me and Ferris and Miss Amber are going to do something together that's going to be very fun. The chemistry between me and Ferris, we love each other, right, Ferris? Yes. It's going to be very fun. We are going to do the review for the Falcon and the Inter Soldier. So nice. Check nice. that out. And you can always find me at Live in the Dark with Video Drew every Sunday night. And I don't think that we are going to release this week's episode, right, Justin? 
this this review. We're not going to review. No, 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 because uh, we'll be, yeah, no, it'll be episode, uh, our review for episode three will come out this time. Okay, I'm going to interview William Bibiani from the Schmodown, so check that out in the future. Nice, nice, nice. All right, guys, uh, we love you, and until next time, peace.